Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts, and this is another episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. We're back once again, flying higher than the sky. I think that's space. I don't, where is that? Where, where is that? You know, I was talking to my podcasting coach the other day. He said, Larry, if you're going to rename your podcast, you know, you got to name it something that's obvious, something that means something. He goes, whatever you do, don't name it above the earth. And because it's so vague, right? So you got to be more precise. Above the earth could mean anything. Am I on a satellite? Uh, am I on the space station? Am I in space drifting? Am I in the sky? Where, where am I above the earth? What the heck does that even mean? So the whole thing there is flying higher than the sky makes me think of exactly what he told me there. Be precise. Be clear. Let everybody know exactly what your message is. So there's your lesson for the day. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about our guest today. We have a gentleman who has a clothing line called 101 Exclusive, which is kind of cool. And he does it a little tricky there. It's a one and a zero H one exclusive. So we're going to talk about his product line and, uh, and how that came about. And there were, of course, we, we can't let the name go. We got we to say something about the name. The gentleman that's joining me is Chris Lovin. And uh, it's got to be a little tough living with that name, brother. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely is. Uh, Superbad was the boon of my existence. Uh, still continues to be years later. What can I say? I love my name. Hey, I would too, man. You know, because it, forget the movie. Forget the whole Mick Lovin attachment there, which was, I think about 12 years ago, I think I, I was looking. It's been a while, and it's, it's funny. that I mean, How old are you? You're not even very old. you, you got to be like 25 or something. I'm actually 33. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, you're doing a good job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I think if you have a name that gives emotion, that brings out something like loving, I think that's great, man. I, you know, I wouldn't look at it as a... As, as, as anything to be attached to super bad, I think it would be super good. Yeah, well, it definitely gives me something to live up to. I actually had a friend who was like, hey, Chris, I'm going to marry you for your name. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. None of my other qualities, just, just the name. <laughs> that is awesome, man. So you're an entrepreneur and you have a clothing line of all things. You know, the clothing industry is, it's, man, it is competitive. So what would inspire you to create a clothing line? Well, the thing is, I'm not trying to compete with other clothing lines. Right on. Yeah. 101 Exclusive actually is a brand that's designed to help men look, feel, and be their best. So every product that we make, we only produce 101 of each product. So that tells you about the amount of volume that we're trying to do. We're not trying to sell a ton of shirts. We, want, we don't want everyone to have those shirts. We want you to get a shirt that resonates with you. So every product actually has an identity statement, something that you're, it should resonate with you, right? It, it, it's like an affirmation, right? So when you look in the mirror and you see you, yourself wearing that shirt, it reminds you of the qualities that you want to see in yourself, that you have your strengths and the man you want to be. And it gives you the strength to push through whatever it is you're going through at that specific point in time. So you're, you're looking for, if you have repeat customers, they can get products, shirts, whatever it may be. And we'll go over to exactly what your offerings are uh, that mean something to them in the moment. Now, in, in saying that, do, do you make 101 of those shirts with the same 
saying, or are they customized? I'm a little confused there. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, the shirt itself doesn't say anything on it. It's just got a design, right? Like the shirt I'm wearing right now is called The Navigator, and it has an identity statement. And so okay, I can, I can, you know, I can just read you this specific shirt, The Navigator. The identity statement is, I choose my course and set the sail. There are many trials ahead. Much is not within my power, so I focus on what is instead. I cannot stop the winds from howling. So I sort, uh, so I harness this powerful force. I cannot cease the waves from swelling. So I enjoy each one in its course. My joy is in the journey more than where I arrive. I have a vision that guides me, but I'm not directed by my eyes. Tempest may rage and blind me. On my course, I do rely. My heart is my sextant and compass. I harness the storm inside. The world is wide around me. There are choices on every side, but I am the navigator and where I go is for me to decide. So you're supposed to use that as motivation for yourself. Does that make more sense? A little more clear. One hundred percent. So does it come with Perfect. the card as as well? Yeah. Did you get actually? Yeah, like, it comes reference? with the card, and yeah, since ever, since we only produce one hundred and one, you actually get a metal tag signed by me, stating which shirt it is, number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of one hundred and one. Right. So that way, you know exactly which shirt you got out of the hundred one that we produce. That is a very cool concept. Um, I'm interested. What is, why did we go with a uh, one and a, Z, uh, a uh, letter O and a letter H and a one, like one O one? Why did we spell O? Because you're one of one, like you're one one, man. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. All right. That's okay. cool. Hey, man. Yep. You know, and that's kind of a cool statement because we, we have to understand within ourselves that each and every one of us are one of one. And mm-hmm. a clothing line like yours to reinforce that and to keep that at the forefront of our thought process is something that could give us superpowers, if you would, throughout the day, because we have that focus and we have that intent. And you're simply reinforcing that with your product line and your brand, which I think is, that's just, that's, that's very, very cool. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, with superpowers, one of the big things that we focus on with like being a company about helping you become a better person is you need to recognize, like helping people recognize their strengths, right? Because everyone has individual strengths. We all have weaknesses, right? If you think about all the different superheroes out there, you know, they play to their strengths. You know, you think about the Flash, he's, he's not necessarily punching through a brick wall. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he uses his speed. You know, Batman is like a demolition crew as opposed to where like, because he's tactical, he's got tools, he's got gadgets, he's a normal guy who uses his his skills, whereas Superman, they get compared a lot, right? He's kind of like a tank, right? Like he's indestructible. He's got, you know, late heat vision. And so everyone plays to their strengths. And when it comes to us as individuals, just because we don't have the strengths that someone else has, doesn't mean that we can't be successful in our own right. It's all about learning what your strengths are, what your superpowers are, and how you can leverage those to be successful. And that is one of the main goals of 101 Exclusive is helping people identify those strengths and weaknesses and then leveraging them to achieve their goals moving forward. You know, I love that because, uh, you know, I just came off of an interview with Michelle P and Mm -hmm. uh, we were saying something similar based on her company. Now, the whole thing is revolving around being authentic and knowing your authentic self and using that knowledge of yourself to come from a position of strength and being able to push yourself forward to achieve all of your goals and all of the expectations that you have for yourself. 
And again, with 101, I, I believe you're reinforcing that. Uh, I'm curious, how did you come up with 101 and why did you come up with 101? It's a long story, but I'll give you the short version. So well, we, we have a long podcast, so just bring it. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Um, so basically, it came from originally my initial desire to own my own business, right? Like I've always been entrepreneurial. This is something that you probably appreciate. But when I was in seventh grade, that's when the first generation of Pokemon was like a big thing, right? The Pokemon cards. And I was like the local Pokemon card dealer for the school. So I would go and buy packs of Pokemon cards and then I'd sell them to my friends. So I'd sell like, you know, I'd spend $3 on a pack of cards, get a holographic, sell it for 10 or 15 bucks. I had a pretty good racket going there for a little while and I'd rubber band balls and chains. Anyway, so I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always wanted to, you know, make my own living and I have a really hard time working for other people. But anyway, so there came a point where I realized that I was spending 40 hours a week building someone else's dreams and their goals, right? And I'm like, I should, be, I should really be building my own dreams and goals because the, basic, the most important thing to me is being able to spend time with my kids. You know, like I'm a full-time single dad to two boys and I can't let their, you know, I can't let their lives pass by while I'm out working. So I thought about the lifestyle I want to have. This is actually something that would be valuable to anyone, okay? If if you're not happy with where your life is, imagine what your life could be like five years from now. Got it down. What does your day look like from start to finish, the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed five years from now? If you could just snap your fingers and make it a reality, what would it be? And then you reverse engineer that and say, okay, well, what, what would I need to do now to start making that a reality, right? And that's what I did with this is I was like, you know what, this is where I want to be in five years. What do I need to do now to make that a reality? So I knew that I wanted to work from home. I wanted to be remote. I wanted sure. to be able to walk away from the company and not have it hundred percent dependent on me. So I just explored different options for things that would, you know, allow that. And I came across t-shirts, right? Selling t-shirts online. Why not? So I started doing that, but I wasn't too excited about it because I'm, I'm a bit of an artist. I like to design things. And that was fun, but it didn't scratch my other itch, was, which was helping people because I've been through a lot in my life. I've gone through addiction, crippling addiction, being suicidal basically, and just absolutely hating myself, right? Like I've been through some dark times and I want to help other people get through those same things. So I started another company on you know, a social media page about being kind to people on social media. There's, you know, a lot of venom out there, but that wasn't doing it for me either. So just little by little, it, it wasn't like this epiphany that this is the, you know, this is the business that you need to create. It was one idea that I acted on followed by another idea that I acted on followed by another idea. So it came layer by layer by layer to where it is now. So now we are running full steam ahead and it's, it, it's, it feels good. You know what I mean? Like this, it feels like the right thing for me to be focusing on and putting my attention into. So that's kind of how it all came about. It wasn't a big epiphany. It just slowly came to being. Well, so much for this podcast episode. I was looking for something dramatic. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It's, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's great, man. You know, and, and sometimes it's just those little things that, that that's all we need is just that little spark to get us up and running. And I think that's phenomenal. 
So many of us are looking for that direction in our lives, but we have the hardest time finding it. And to find it is something to be grateful for, in all honesty. You know, it's something to appreciate. And the fact that you're there, I think that says a ton about you and where you're at in your life. And the fact that, you know, you're focused on doing the right thing for your kids, for others that need help, for yourself. And so many of us miss that boat by hanging out at an office for 40 hours a week, just grinding away. Where's those TPS reports? Do you have those TPS reports? You know, and it is it doesn't work out. It doesn't give you a nice fulfilling life. What you're doing sounds fulfilling. So how do you see it fulfilling your life going forward? It's all about, you know, serving and helping other people, you know, doing something that matters. I actually have a chart on my bathroom mirror that has a quote at the top. Well, the chart is has a box for every single week in a human life. That makes sense. So every week I mark off a box so I can see how far I've come and about how long I have left. So how many boxes are left. Right. right? And it says at the top, for all sad words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. Mm. And that hit me really hard. First time I heard it, I was like, you know what? I need to do something that really matters in this life. You know, I want to do something that helps other people. You know, I don't want to get to the end of my life and have all these regrets. So for the people listening, like you probably have something that you want to work on. Maybe you're too scared to take a step. The most important thing is you don't need to wait for that big lightning bolt epiphany to happen to you. You just need to take one step, do something now, and it will change. It will evolve. It will develop the thing that you're moving, that you do, that you start moving towards now isn't the thing that you're going to end up doing. Like it's going to evolve and change into the perfect thing for you to be doing. So don't wait for the perfect idea because that, that, that's going to be a waiting game that is going to never end. You got to do something now. So if you have an idea, even if it's a company name, go out and buy the freaking domain. You know? <laughs> You're doing something with it. So take a step forward today and you know, that will start you on the path. You can't start on a path without taking a first step. It's funny you say that because I was on, on a call with my podcasting coach the other night and uh, the conversation took a certain turn and we're like, that is a perfect opportunity right there. I wonder if this domain is available. And we went out and found the domain. We had to put a V in front of it in order for us to get the domain we wanted, but it was there. So what did I do? I snagged it. So now I own this domain. Well, <laughs> little did I know that it was once owned by a a uh, relatively prominent porn company. So if, <laughs> if you do a Google search on this name, you're hitting the face with some stuff that you were not expecting. So yeah, that was, I took that action though. That's my point is that it came up. The idea is phenomenal. So I jumped on it and I took some action. My point there is that sometimes it's not going to work out, but the bottom line is I took action. Now I know it's not going to work out. I'm $13 poorer than I was originally. But the fact of the matter is we're doing what you're telling us to do right now. And that is, if you have an idea, don't wait for it to be that perfect moment. That perfect moment is right now, right here today. So take it yeah. when you get it. The thing about like what you did is, you know, going out and taking that step and finding out that it's not going to work, right? If you sit and mull over this for, you know, the next few months and then do something about it and find out it's not working, well, you just wasted the last few months mulling this over instead of just doing something about it and figuring it out. I mean, you learn more from the failures and things that don't work than you do from the successes. 
Because when you succeed, you may or may not understand why you succeeded. All you know is, yeah, I hit the target. I don't really know how big that target is or anything. I just, I don't know if it was lucky, but with everything that you miss, you know what doesn't work and it helps you zero in on what does work. So the fact that you went out there and just did it is super important. Exactly. So what do you plan on just doing going forward? Do you plan on maintaining just a a t-shirt line or do you have goals that go beyond t-shirts with other product offerings in the similar 101 type mindset? Oh, geez, man. Yeah, I, I have too many goals. So one of the big things I want <laughs> no, you to don't. do no, you don't. is, <laughs> right? So one of the big things I want to do is eventually I want to do a conference and get everyone from the 101 community together where we can share tactics. One of the other things that's really important to me is allowing people to post their own stories on our blog. Because I want this to be a community of people who actually share their stories. Now, when you're struggling with addiction or any kind of, you know, trial, you feel alone, man. Like it, you feel shame. You're like, I'm the only person that's going through this. You isolate yourself. And that is a load of crap. Like you are not alone. And the reality is when you open up and start telling people and asking for help, they'll start opening up to you too. Like you are giving them permission to be vulnerable with you when you are vulnerable with them. Right? So sharing your story is super, super important. That's one of the things we want to do with 101. Um, one of the other big end goals, I actually do want to start a charity working with, you know, third world countries developing infrastructure. That's a long-term, not within the next couple of years type of thing. Right. But that is another one of my larger goals that I want to work towards. But as far as 101 goes, that's where we're at. And those are the most accessible <laughs> options that we're, that we're moving toward. It's interesting that you bring up addiction. You've brought it up a couple of times, so I assume you're not opposed to touching base on it for just a minute at least. And I'm, I'm wondering, because I'm starting, as the more time I put in the entrepreneur community, the more I see that having overcome an addiction is more common than you would think. I mean, I was on the verge of death when I went into rehab. And I would have probably checked out had my wife and my best friend at the time not intervened and helped me out. Uh, and it took weeks, months, months, literally, for me to get back to a just a functional state. And now look at me on the cat daddy. But no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I'm wondering, do you see that theme as well, that people have that have gone through struggles like that in their lives and come out on the other side victorious? Do you see that as almost as a personality trait that helps promote entrepreneurship and self-driven success? Yeah, because I, I think the thing about overcoming addiction is you realize how short life can, can really be, how quickly it can end, how painful it can be. Like you come out with purpose, right? You know what I'm saying? Like there's more to life than, than what you went through. And it's, it's, it's motivating. A lot of the skills and things that are required to overcome addiction are the same things that can be applied to building a business. Like I actually, one of the systems that we talk about at 101 Exclusive is we call it going rogue. So turning your back on basically what society tells you you need to do to be happy and finding your own path through recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses, taking ownership of those strengths and those weaknesses, and then putting in the work to gain growth, right? So leveraging those strengths and outsourcing those weaknesses to achieve your goals, right? So this process is something that anyone can implement anywhere that, the, that there's growth. 
but through specifically addiction, yeah, absolutely. Like people that overcome addiction, I find that people who have struggled through addiction are more motivated and hardworking than a lot of people who haven't because in reality, a lot of the people that you meet actually are struggling with addiction right now of one kind or another. There's a great quote, one of my favorite quotes is that if you treat everyone you meet like they're going through the fight of their lives, you'll be right more than half of the time. You don't know what people are going through when you're talking to them, right? Sure. So treating them with kindness and understanding that, you know what, they may be where you once were is a huge thing. And people that have gone through the addiction process, they, I think they understand that better than most. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. You know, and, and, and right now, especially where we're at structurally as a country, treating someone as if they're in the fight of their life may be more accurate at this time than any other time before in the history of the United States of America. What is your platform for moving your t-shirts? I mean, do you, do you have your own website that you use? Do you use Shopify or what do you use in order to get your products out to the masses? Because one of the things that I struggle with, and I think a lot of people struggle with, is that they have these ideas, right? Like, hey, I'll sell some t-shirts or whatever it may be. And, but they don't know how to take the next step and actually get it presented to the public. So how do you present your product to the public? Yeah, we actually do use Shopify. Shopify is an amazing platform. I, when I first started doing t-shirts, there's a couple of different uh, companies that just make it so you design the shirt and then you market it and then they take, they take care of everything. Right. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, it's called Printful or Printfully, if that sounds familiar. Okay. Is a t-shirt company that does that. But yeah, Shopify is what, is what we actually use. And we do all the fulfillment on our own end over here. So do you print the shirts in-house? Do you, do you, have a, do you take care mm -hmm. of that as well? So you do the entire yeah. manufacturing process in-house other than obviously sewing the shirts. Yeah, well, we design everything and then we order through a third-party vendor and they do, you know, the, we, we buy the shirts from them and then they do the, uh, the screen printing. So, but there, it's a local company here that, uh, that we use, which is, I think is really important because then I actually get hands on the products sure. and we've had situations where things printed. I'm like, uh, this needs to be fixed. And you know, so if you're doing like overseas, I highly, if you're doing a physical product, you gotta be able to see the products before you're actually, you know, getting them to your customers It's super, super important. At least that's my opinion about that. No, I think so too. You know, you have to have that quality control. If you're putting your brand or your stamp or your name on something, you want to make sure that that something is exactly how you want it to be presented because it's representing so many different things in your life. Uh, I agree 100% there. I'm, I'm wondering who designs the shirts? Is it you? Because you mentioned you were artsy. Yeah, I've designed most of the shirts so far. I actually also work with um, 99designs to get some other designs made because I am pretty artsy, but... I, I'm not a professional designer, you know what right, I mean? Right. So it's important to, again, understand your strengths and then understand the fact that someone may be better at it. So outsource the things that should be outsourced and then leverage the strengths that you have to do what you are best at. So it's important to acknowledge the fact that you're not good at something. That's really important. You shouldn't be doing everything. So allow other people to be great at what they're great at. And then you just focus on being great at what you're great at. That's some excellent advice because I think we do try to be everything as entrepreneurs. We try to wear every hat because a lot of times we're limited on resources. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we don't have the funds to throw at somebody to do something. 
But I tell you what, man, if, if you take that pressure off and you are able to send it to a third party and let them get you a VA, let them manage all your day-to-day planning. If you run a podcast, let them do all the social media posting. If you don't like to edit your podcast, send it to an audio editor, whatever it may be. But that you've got to have processes in place in order to make yourself successful. You, you, you can't just go all willy-nilly and start throwing money here and throwing money there. You have to have a process. And it sounds like you've got your process nailed down. Do, do you see it expanding any further at this point? Yeah, I'm probably going to bring on some like specific designers that I like working with the most because at 99designs, it's, it's usually open to like bid, right? So right. you put in your bid for the design. You say, this is, this is what I'm doing. You know, this is kind of the design idea. And then they throw in all their ideas to you and you look at them. And that's one of the great things is you can get multiple ideas for one design. But I really want to laser focus in on a few designers that understand the brand and understand the feel of the brand that I can count on to just produce some freaking awesome stuff every single time. So that's probably the main change to our process that I'm looking at going at. But other than that, yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty zeroed in on, on what we're doing, which is definitely a good thing. Sure. No, no doubt about it. You have to have that laser focus to, to keep yourself on track and to continue the same processes that you have in place. So that's spectacular. Now, when you, when you do your designs, I'm looking at the shirt that you're wearing now. It looks like it might be a cross, but I can also see that 101 is somewhat hidden, but it, it's hidden in plain sight type scenario. Is that the look that you're going for for most of the shirts? Yeah. I mean, we want the logo to be integrated in there because it means something like the logo represents the fact that you are taking control of your life, that you're owning it. You know, that's what the brand is all about. So it's integrated into every design. Um, This specific one that I'm wearing is actually the Navigator. And the Navigator shirt, it's supposed to be like a compass, right? North, South, East, West, right? So the designs aren't obvious, if that makes sense. Like I didn't want it, that we don't want it to be one of those things that you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I obviously know exactly what that is. It's a little abstract, but with further understanding of what the shirt's about, it's almost like a wink, wink, like, hey, you and I know what this is right. and what this is about. But the people around may just be like, oh, that's a cool design because it's not for them. It's for you. You, right. know, you don't buy these shirts because you want other people to be like, oh, you got a 101. Like those are freaking rare, man. <laughs> you know, which is definitely true. But you want it to be like, I got this because it means something to me. And the design reflects that in, in the different products. So, so the, the 101, as far as it's being designed for me, did you do that essentially because you wanted something for yourself yeah. and you're presenting it to others to have that same, that same experience? Generally speaking, how many designs do you have available at a time? I try to have four at a time. Don't want to do more than four because that also, you know, kind of it amplifies the fact that it's exclusive. It's rare. It's not something that everyone can get their hands on. It's supposed to be something that you only invest in if it's going to mean something to you, right? So maximum of four designs at a time. And as we go forward, as designs start selling out faster and faster, we're never going to release more than four designs in a month. So we want to keep it rare. We want to keep it limited. And also that is actually a quality of life decision for me as well, because the more designs we put out, the more I have to work and take attention away from my family and stuff like that. So again, it's about that lifestyle design, which is a 
buzzword right now, but you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you need to build your business around how you want to live your life. Right. So we may go over four at some point, but only as long as it's, you know, sustainable for myself and, and for the staff. So I'm, I'm curious, it sounds like it's marketed as a premium product. It looks like a premium product. Does it also have a premium price? Well, absolutely. Because if you think about the things you buy, like if you were able to get, if let's say Lamborghinis, for example, if Lamborghinis were $10 each and everyone, you know, everyone would get them and then you wouldn't appreciate it as much as, you know, I put in the work and I now have a quarter of a million dollar car because that's, you know, it's what I want. Like you, you appreciate the things you sacrifice more for, right? Sure. So that's one of those things that, you know, it's, it's intentionally priced at a premium level, not only because like if you go out and buy a Gucci shirt for 600 bucks, guess what? 10,000, a hundred thousand other people have that same shirt. <laughs> so uh, it's extremely limited in production, which means it's, you know, not something everyone can get. Right. Um, it's kind of a collector's item, but it also means more to you because you sacrifice more to have it. Does that make sense? Most definitely. And, yeah. and you know, I'm curious as far as strategy goes, how, because people don't know 101 yet, some don't, some do, but on a, on a larger scale, it's, it's still relatively new to the market. Yeah. How do you present it in a way that it has that intrinsic value that inspires people to pay a premium price for your premium product? Well, it's really about understanding your market, right? So we know, and when you're building your business, you need to understand that not everyone's going to want it, right? You need to understand that you're not marketing to everyone. There's a specific group of people that you are trying to target. For us, we're targeting people who understand the value of the personal growth and investing in yourself. And also like for me, I, <laughs> I hate seeing other people wear the same shirts as me or <laughs> people that have the same car as me or anything like that, right? So I value exclusivity. I value things that are custom. Like those are the people that I'm trying to target. So no, I don't, we don't want everyone. You shouldn't want everyone to want your product either because then it becomes diluted. You lose your identity, right? And so you need to be comfortable with the fact that, yeah, some people are going to be not only disinterested, but they may even be offended. Like, oh my gosh, how could you even charge that much for a piece of cloth? Like, yeah, you know, it's fine. You're not the target market. This isn't for you. That's, that's cool, you know? And it's, you need to be okay with that when you're running a business. You're not, you're not doing this for everyone. You understand your market and you understand the needs of your market and you serve them directly and no one else. Yeah, that's, that's a hard lesson to learn, you know? And, and one of the reasons that I called my podcast Readily Random was because I wanted that opportunity to have everyone listen. I didn't want to miss out on anybody that might lend me their ears and listen to my show. And I had heard that you need to niche or you need to understand your listener. You need to draw your avatar or the person that if you could pick anybody out, that what they look like, how old they are, you know, what they do for a living, everything, you can narrow it down and say, this is my ideal listener, then that's who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. But I made the mistake right out of the gate of calling it readily random in an effort to talk to everybody and not niching or, or niching uh, really cost me listeners in the beginning and made getting listeners more difficult as it progressed. Because I may have Mr. Levin here on one episode, 
And then I may have somebody not even remotely close to our conversation. And while I have a listener that may want to listen to your story, they may not care anything about that other story. So I didn't have subscribers. I had one episode listeners that would tune in, but I need people there to listen consistently, just like you need people there consistently to buy your products. And you know your market. I know my niche now. And if you market accordingly, you're going to find a lot more success than marketing broadly, just throwing it out there and seeing where it sticks. Because you're marketing to no one. You're marketing with nothing. So make sure that when you do that, make sure you have a market. Make sure you know your audience. Make sure you have your niche. And you'll see a lot more success with it. Yeah. So if you if you market to everyone, you're marketing to no one. <laughs> you know, exactly. You find that one thousand true fans. That's all you need is one thousand people that truly love your product. And there are millions, billions of people in the world. So even if you've got like a interesting crocheting kitten figures, you know, <laughs> yarn, I guarantee there's a thousand people out there who will absolutely love what you do and be true fans. Like you can be as niche as you want to be. It's just a matter of finding that community and knowing how to connect with them. Yeah, I just, I see too many people afraid to niche. You know, with my podcasting course and my book, that's one of the things that I, I try to hammer home. But it's very difficult because you think, man, I'm missing out. I'm totally, what if, what if, they, what if they wanted to listen to my show? And you're sitting there asking yourself that question, but that one listener isn't going to be nearly as dedicated as, the one listener over here that's specifically looking for your content or your t-shirts. So, well, uh, tell me where, where can we find the t-shirts? Where do we, where do we go? Yeah, sure. Uh, one Oh one exclusive.com. It's the number one, then O H the number one exclusive.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook on all the socials, just at one one exclusive. If you want to get to me directly, you can actually email me if you want. It's Chris with a K K R I S at 101exclusive.com. That's where you can get us. Very cool. Very cool. I got to ask you though, do, do you make the shirts in Texas size? I actually do not. Yeah, I figure they <laughs> you, you, you probably cap out at about 2X, don't you? Uh, we actually just do small, medium, large, extra large. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. I, I, I would need about three that I could just kind of stitch together. <laughs> I don't know if I can afford that, you know? Man. So yeah, everything has to be Texas size for me here. Well, Chris, I want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Your story is very, very fun to hear, and it's also very important to hear because you already know your market. You're focused on your market. And again, so many people make that mistake of not understanding their market and not knowing who they're talking to or who they're selling to. And that is absolutely critical for long-term success. So, Chris, once again, thank you so very, very much. And I uh, look forward to staying in contact with you. And, and you know, I'll promote the brand. I'll let everybody know it's out there, even though I can't wear one. It's cool, man. <laughs> maybe, I could, maybe I could wear it as a mask. I could give you a, a small and make me a mask out of it. That might be kind of cool. So, anyway. Well, if, if we get to 2XLs, then I will definitely send you one myself. That sounds awesome. I appreciate it. Chris, thank you so very much. And uh, have a great day. All right, Larry, you're the man. Thanks. Take care, man. You could be